Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here with Jared this morning. It's very early where we are. And I have a cold, so if my voice sounds weird, I apologize. But we are going to try to uh, get through a podcast this morning before our kids wake up because I think this is something that might be encouraging. It's something that's encouraging to me. So a couple weeks ago, Jared spoke. where He's preaching through First Peter at our church right now. And he preached through this section of chapter 4 and just talked about its implications. And it was a Sunday that I think all the kids... Were, no, Providence was in the nursery, and the boys were just doing a great job. Okay. <laughs> so I actually got to listen to most of the sermon. Which is rare for you. It's super rare. Uh, that's okay, though. That's another podcast we should talk about. <laughs> and then take suggestions and solutions from the listening yeah, audience about yeah. how things could work be even fun. better. Yeah. So Sunday mornings, Providence is almost 18 months old now. So that's like one of the hardest seasons of trying to sit through this church service. I asked you yesterday, I said, did you get to listen to any of that? <laughs> you said? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe okay. eight minutes of That's okay. Um, trying to keep eternal eyes on Sunday morning that there are bigger things happening than just going. Um, so... Uh, even if I don't get to listen to the sermon, I know that God's at work. So that's kind of falls in line with what we're talking about. So I'm going to read this passage and then we'll chat. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him being glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So you talked about this passage and talked about the supernatural nature of natural means and just how whenever we are showing hospitality without grumbling, whenever we are speaking, speaking oracles of God, whenever we are serving, serving by the strength that God supplies, that mm-hmm. in order that in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, that mm-hmm. whenever we are doing natural things, like mm-hmm. having someone stay at our house or serving them dinner or even serving our children, like doing their laundry or giving them baths or disciplining them, that there are supernatural things that are happening when we work yeah. as an unto the Lord, that it's not just going to get groceries again, that it's not just disciplining a child again, mm-hmm. but God is doing something much greater than that. Yeah. Um, so tell well, a little bit about that. I mean, I think that secularism has catechized people very, very well. Materialism has catechized people very, very well to see things and have a natural explanation for them and miss the supernatural reality behind it. And in Christian life, every one of us have been given gifts, spiritual and these natural gifts that we have. And as we offer these natural gifts that we have, the Holy Spirit empowers those. So things like acts of service or things like hospitality that seem very, very natural and materialistic. Like, okay, well, there's all that is is a person giving a meal to another person. But behind the scenes is this supernatural work of God where he is using this hospitality and gifting you in this hospitality. Not everybody is gifted in hospitality in the same way. It's kind of like, um, like 
hospitality is one of these commandments like evangelism where there are certain people that are gifted as evangelists and then the requirement laid upon everybody is to evangelize but not everybody's going to be gifted in the exact same ways and God's not going to use everybody in the exact same ways hospitality is kind of like that where there are some people that are naturally gifted with hospitality and and, and then God has supernaturally gifted them where they're just really good at hospitality yet we're all called to be hospitable but the the thing that I think Christians have to, to realize, and I have to realize, is we got to see God at work. If God is omniscient, He's everywhere, mm-hmm. and He is working everywhere, and we just got to have the eyes to see it. And there can, it's like, um, you know, when people describe eschatology, for instance, and I've heard a lot of people with with postmillennialism describe it how it's changed the way they view so many things in the world. Okay, and this is how that worked for me. But when it comes to things like we're talking about here, when you can open your eyes to see the body of Christ and see, you know, pictures of people hanging out on Memorial Day, it happens to be Memorial Day right now, you can recognize God's at work there. God's at work with, with that fellowship, mm-hmm. with those brothers and sisters in Christ hanging out. And even somebody bringing a meal or saying, hey, I got the burgers. And mm-hmm. God is at work in that and in that fellowship, in that time together. And so when that passage, when I preach that passage, the one who speaks as speaking oracles of God, we are running to God's word. And God is those who have gifted those those men to speak. Um, then God is using that speaking for his glory. Those who are being hospitable and those who are serving, God is at work there. Mm-hmm. And what seems like somebody baking cookies is actually God at work. And it's it's not there's not materialistic answers to that. It's God is at work in this. So, um, you know, I hope that was encouraging, like it was encouraging mm-hmm. to you. Well, I think as moms, we do a lot of natural means, mm-hmm. and um, I just want God to give us eyes to see the supernatural nature mm-hmm. of the natural means, to be encouraged in the natural means that He's doing something greater. And I think for quite a few generations right now um we've been told that these natural means that we're doing in the home Mm -hmm. are completely pointless and below us and Mm -hmm. um and a waste of our time and abilities Mm -hmm. but when we see that um okay so we'll take the abortion clinic that's um plan to come to Carpendale. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're calling it the murder slash mutilation mill because it's doing gender reassignment surgery too, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it feels sometimes like, what can we do to stop this? Like, mm-hmm. and we're, we're thinking through all these different options of avenues that we can take to try to thwart this evil coming to our town. And sometimes I miss that something that I can be doing is training my own children, mm-hmm. that that's a very pro-life action mm-hmm. in raising up children who will then also be pro-life, mm-hmm. that right now there will be three that take my place, mm-hmm. and there will be three people that are adults one day that also fight against this, who mm-hmm. will, by God's grace, then raise their children to be pro-life, mm-hmm. and that that's a very real thing that seems very natural right now, like training my children, teaching them scripture, um, disciplining them when they... <laughs> when they do wrong that mm. seems very natural and like not that connected but like when done unto the lord and ask god please bless the work of my hands please make a difference in the mm-hmm. world through what i'm doing right now that is a pro life thing and when you and then also like when i bring a meal to a mom mm-hmm. that just had a baby 
that is a very pro-life thing to do because I am serving her, mm-hmm. um, hoping to help her um, in her health and her recovery so that she will then be mm-hmm. able to have more children that she will raise in the discipline and the admission of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. th- These seem like natural things that couldn't be connected, but mm-hmm. trusting that God does really big things through natural means like mm-hmm. disciplining children, bringing yeah. someone a meal. Yeah, so, I, I think it's yeah. important to understand too when we think about discipling the nations, training the nations, there's, um, so for instance, street ministry, evangel, you know, evangelizing out in the streets, doing some one-on-one evangelism, those are incredible things, and there's a both and to this. Um, when we go to the city council meetings and we stand in front of an abortion mill, or you know any of those which sorts is something of things, that those... you recently did. Jared, yes. So Jared went and spoke at a city council meeting. So this isn't an anti-that message, no, no, no. but it's just it's going to be rarer mm-hmm. for the mom for me right. to go and do something like that, right? Because I have kids that I'm taking care of right now. So so I I sometimes feel like what I'm doing is not you know, really that impactful (laughs) because you're going and speaking in front of lots of people and lots Mm -hmm. of people are hearing what you're saying. And it's like, well, I'm just kind of watching the kids here, but it's like, no, trusting that, um, God is at work Mm -hmm. in the future by me doing this at home right now. And it's the same thing that you were there. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the great commission because Mm -hmm. we think about the nations and mission work or something and and all that kind of stuff. And then the the church that's in our nearest proximity mm-hmm. is in our home. One of the things I've encouraged our people with is that the, the training ground of evangelism and discipleship is the home. And so, you know, majority of people, the biggest impact, you know, with the Lord's help that I'm going to make in this world isn't with our, even with our church family that we get to serve with, but it is going to be with my family and our immediate family. So what God does through ransom, valor, and providence and that's one of the things I don't want to miss. I think there's examples down through history of people that have gotten this. They've either not understood the both and nature of the glory of this, or um, they've not understood at all the supernatural realities of these natural means. Because how many how many traveling evangelists? I mean, you've seen this from Billy Graham to people like C.T. Studd. C.T. Studd left his whole family for years at a time to go to the mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what... I mean, the, the tragedy, and one of the things that focused on the family, how focused on the family was birthed, started, was Dr. James Dobson's dad left traveling evangelism ministry, and this, this ecumenical preaching across denominational tribes and all this kind of stuff left that to come home because his son, James Dobson Jr., was having all these issues. And what ended up happening through that decision of saying, I got I to gotta quit that and I got to go home, is what, what seemed very natural was a reality, a supernatural thing. And then look at all that God has done through, you know, his son and that mm-hmm. focusing on the family. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day when we were sitting outside about the strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we planted stra- strawberries. Our neighbor had an abundance of strawberry plants and just asked if we wanted any. And um, we planted strawberries last year who, that this year have really multiplied and have done awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have one son that really, really loves going to check the strawberries and picking <laughs> them. And he loves it. It Like every morning he's like, I have to go, I have to go check the strawberries to see if there's more strawberries to pick. And so I had no idea that last year he would be that into that mm-hmm. this year. And then we have a little baby that really loves eating them. <laughs> she does. Tells. And yeah. it's so funny because she's learned to pull the green off. So she goes, 
pulls the green off and just shoves it in their mouth and gets strawberry juice it's everywhere. It's stained. Strawberry juice all stains the clothes, all over. <laughs> all the clothes right now are having to be soaked before it's really, washed. It's really cute. I, there was like a big stain on her forehead yesterday. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, what is... Oh, it's strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, last year, whenever I planted that strawberry patch, I had no idea that this year my son would be getting lessons in diligence and excitement about strawberries mm-hmm. and providing for his sister. And yeah. um, I didn't know that those things would be happening. No, those opportunities for teaching would be happening. But he brings one to me and he's so excited. And he's like, I got one, I got one. And then he's like, eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to put this one in the bag to save it. He's like, no, eat it. Mm-hmm. He like wants to see my immediate gratefulness for his provision. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I do just eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I want him to know, like, your hard work is making an impact on our family. And so, like, there are lessons being taught through that strawberry patch that I had no idea were going to take place. Yeah. And and I think just, like, trusting the Lord with all of the natural things that we are doing, Mm -hmm. that he is going to use them in really amazing ways in the lives of our family. Mm -hmm. Um, And and reaching beyond our family that we don't even know like how many times have someone said you know you said this to me a year ago and it really impacted me and you're Mm -hmm. like i don't even remember saying that right just trusting that like our fumbling through life Mm -hmm. god is at work and that we can trust him and that he is the one that's sovereign over all of this that we don't have to try to plan things like oh i really 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 want to affect well i don't know we do sometimes plan. We do sometimes mm-hmm. plan. But a lot of times God works even without our planning mm-hmm. to affect a family. Right. You know, and we don't have to be stressed out about like, you know, I really want this to happen with this family. And like, how can I get that to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, well, we can pray and trust the mm-hmm. Lord will use us in the lives of people around us. Yeah. And I think that a lot of this, you know, I want to encourage, you know, your listeners and you're doing a great job with, with stay the course. Yeah. When it comes to evil that's that's around us, and, and for us right now, the immediate is this abortion mill that's planning on coming to town. And, you know, so when you're thinking about, oh my goodness, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? What do we got to do? A lot of times the first thing that comes to mind is city council, is, you know, standing in front, proclaiming the gospel, doing what you can to, to spread the news, and, and hopefully yeah, emailing, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're doing all that kind of stuff. But the... What we have to continually remind ourselves is, okay, what we are doing right in our home with the Lord's help is affecting these kind of ideas. And we're trusting that, you know, that God is, as we're raising our children, just like Jordan said, is we're raising children that uh, that think that the murder of children is absurd and evil and dark and, and twisted and crooked. And Ransom, Ransom's always like, just tell them. They were babies once too. Yeah, that's and no one—that's his argument. No one killed them. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a really good point. <laughs> I know, it is. And if we had people in this life that were not suppressing the truth, and they weren't, you know, walking in Romans one, their minds weren't, and their understandings weren't twisted because of the suppression of the truth, then the argumentation from ransom—it it, is—it's—it's it's pretty uh, airtight. You know, yeah. Like, hey, you were a baby. Nobody killed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- like, that's that pretty, should be enough. <laughs> I know it really, it really should. That uh, we, we uh, murder is wrong, and, and this is uh, you can't do this. And normal people without that suppression would say, yeah, that's right. This is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that you said 
in your sermon a couple weeks ago was, do you think the powers of this world are more powerful than the God of the universe? Hmm. And I think that we can get in that mindset practically sometimes without even realizing that we have, but um, that we shouldn't be so distracted by what's going on abroad that we miss the local impact that can be made. Yeah. Um, whether it be at your local farmer's market, on your baseball team, mm-hmm. in your home, in your church, with your neighbors, a uh, huge impact can be made just through being obedient one day at a time, one step at a time with the people that are immediately around you. Well, those little steps. So one of the things that Foster said in this uh, conference he just did this weekend was he, he did about the geode. Yeah. Where he's, you know, you, the geode, you have to take a, um, you know, a, a hammer and a chisel and a chisel and you just make taps on it. Mm-hmm. And then usually around the hundredth tap, this geo mm-hmm. just opens up, and you don't exactly know which one was the one that started to break yeah. the structure what, of the geo. Which one made or, the crack? Exactly right. And you know when it comes to the home life and these these things that seemed menial, you think about co- compound interest or think about that chisel. Compound interest, it feels like it's building slow, 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 and then and then after years, the the return gets larger and larger and larger very rapidly. That's mm-hmm. why like most, you know, retirement funds and all that kind of stuff, the last five years is when everything really builds because it's compounding over these decades, mm-hmm. you know, of just small investments month to month to month. Or that small hammer hit. And when you think about life in our homes and life as moms, what you're doing is you're taking the chisel, you know, <laughs> and you're 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 pounding that. And you're putting that little small investment day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And the compound interest of that is is massive. And what you end up getting to see one day, and you got to keep those things in mind because I think day to day, the life of a mother who's, who's working hard from home, building this and managing this home, is it can feel very you know, menial. Like what is what real impact? And that's what you've referenced even in the show. And there is real impact. And there is, it, it's, it's these, you know, it's the chisel. It's the... It's the small investment over the long haul end up having monumental results. Just keep hammering. Yeah, yeah, keep <laughs> Cam Haynes. Keep hammering. I've never heard a Cam Haynes uh, <laughs> reference for mothering, but yes, keep hammering. <laughs> oh, Jared just read a Cam Haynes biography. Yeah, if you don't know Cameron Haynes and you want some uh, you either want some uh, inspiration or some shame uh, for your lack of motivation in life, go to Cam Haynes on Instagram. And it's not a girly thing. You, most of my <laughs> listeners will not care about this. Your husbands But your maybe. husbands will love Cam Haynes. <laughs> so you have anything else to say about this? I think that's about all I have. No, I, just, I think it's exciting. I think, it, you know, mm-hmm. to think about, it, you know, it really is. I mean, one of the things I've encouraged our church with, to go back to the abortion mill, is that the... You know, the natural way that the gospel goes forth is through their families and through local discipleship, the Great Commission work. And then the most churches don't have in their communities, and most uh, Christians don't have in their communities, these, these that sorts of evil. They have the other sorts of evil. I mean, evil's everywhere. Darkness is everywhere. Well, hey, boys. Good morning. Good morning. But we, uh, but we make, you know, massive in- impact through the Lord's help through things that can seem very ordinary and very natural. And uh, and we want to do a both and approach now in our city with this this thing coming to town, so great so, stuff. Yeah, Lord, give us eyes to see the supernatural nature of the natural means around us. Natural means, baby. God's thanks. work. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. For more information, you can go to fruitfulandfearless.com.